This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is brought to you by Charlie's Doggy Bag. For dogs, snacks are serious business. So why give them anything less than the best? Their snacks have no filler, all natural, and no nonsense delicious. We know because we make them ourselves. I found Charlie's Doggy Bag while going to some of the farmer's markets here locally in my state of Arizona. I have two dogs. I have a Mastiff Rhodesian mix, who's a senior, she's 11. Let's just be real, she's picky. And I have a French Bulldog who is about to be 10 months old already. Time flies. And as we know with Frenchies, they have skin allergies, gut allergies, and pretty much they're allergic to air and grass. So with two of the most picky, allergy-sensitive breeds, I always wanted to find a treat that not only was natural and was simple with no filler, but it also didn't cause an upset stomach, skin, or allergy irritations, and I wanted something that was good for them. What is good for me should be good for them. When I found Charlie's Doggy Bag, I was so excited to not only have treats that were good for my dogs, but they were healthy. And the best part, my dogs love them. And not only that, no skin allergies, no issues, and no problems. Make sure to order yours today at charliesdoggybag.com and make sure that you use the special code that they've given just for our listeners, which is LittleBit for 10% off. Welcome to Little Bit of Life Podcast with your host, Tabitha, better known as Little. A lot of you may know her from social media, but Little is shown off the apps. Dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats about what we seem to think, but don't say. Special guests will join in along the way that have impacted her in a profound way. Very little is left off limits, so sit back, enjoy, and here's your host. Welcome to Little Bit of Life. I'm your host, Tabitha, better known as Little on social media. Today, we are in episode number two of our week of healing. Today's interview is with Michael Burke. He is a public figure on Instagram and known as the animal communicator, behavioring consultant, and intuitive life coach, not only with meditation, but training Caesar's way with your pets. I came across Michael's information on Instagram and being an animal lover my entire life, I was so intrigued about an intuitive healer that also is an animal communicator. So many times we get frustrated with our pets, they're not listening, they're not behaving, they just know better and they're like our kids, right? But what happens when we are not communicating with them the same way? What happens when our negative energies within us are being reciprocated out to our animals in our house? Is that making them act up or act out? Enjoy the episode and the interview today with Michael Burke, the animal communicator, behavioral consultant, intuitive life coach, meditation director, and the best of the best with the animals. Episode of Little Bit of Life podcast with Little. We are doing a week of healing, but healing doesn't necessarily mean just for you. It can be those in your household, and we cannot forget about our four legged friends that, let's be real, there are children that test us every day, pick up our energy, whether we have positive or negative for the day, but they're ultimately changing our day to day life without us even realizing. I have an amazing guest with us today. His name is Michael Burke. He's an animal communicator, behavioral consultant and intuitive life specialist. Welcome in. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. 
thank you for coming on and sharing this amazing world of a connection that you have found between us and our pets. How did you get started with this? Wow. Well, I, as a kid, I was, I came from a big family. I, I, I often refer to this, but I think it's important. I came from a big Irish Catholic family and, you know, the Catholicism was a big part of being open to like, um, a higher power. And, and that's not something I practice mm -hmm. regularly now, but just that like being open to, you know, something beyond ourselves and praying and saints and angels. And, and, um, I'm the youngest of six kids and all of my brothers and sisters are a lot older than me. And, uh, like mm -hmm. 20 years older than me. And so when I was growing up, we would always sit around the table, the dinner table or whatever, and talk about, well, they would talk about vibes and energy and intuition and maybe like ghosts up in the attic in the house and dreams. And so there was mm -hmm. this environment that I grew up in of being open to things beyond our typical senses and really uh, uh, celebrating our sixth sense of intuition and reading energy and, and stuff like that, sign symbols, messages all around. It just was normal. My parents were always kind of, um, you know, being strict Catholics, like, oh, okay, well, be careful with that. But at the same time, <laughs> they kind of sit back because they were the same way. My Both of my parents um, are very, my mom is still alive. My father has passed, but both very psychic. And um, mm -hmm. and we had, I had a, a dog, an Irish terrier because we were Irish and a <laughs> ferret and there were cats and, um, I, it was just sort of second nature for me. I didn't know any different than just like communicating and connecting with the animals in my life. Um, but then there were some, mm -hmm. there were a few things that started to, um, happen <laughs> as I was growing up. I, when I was around, um, 10 ish. I was having dreams about uh, a cat. I like every night for during like over a week, I was having dreams about a cat that was trapped in a garage and, uh, mm -hmm. or somewhere. I, I didn't know it was a garage actually. It was a cat that was trapped and it was like essentially saying, help me. I'm trapped. Help me. I, I want out. And I was waking up and going to my dad, like I keep having this weird dream about this cat. And I'm wondering if maybe there's like a cat trapped and, um, long story short, it turned out that a neighbor behind us, like kitty corner behind us, um, their, their housekeeper had locked a neighborhood cat in the garage that was using their garden as a litter box. And, uh, we learned that because there were lost cat signs posted in the neighborhood like a week later. And I said to my dad, I think that like maybe, this could be the cat, um, that's lost. And, uh, we were like, you know, kind of scoping the neighborhood and we're able to figure out where the cat was trapped in the garage. And it was like a big, huge epiphany for me. Um, the housekeeper was fired mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, but that was like, okay, this was like proof. This was something, this was real. And then as I grew up, like, as I got into high school and college, I was, um, I started meditating and I was, um, starting to play with tarot cards and learning astrology. And this all came because my older brothers and sisters were into all this stuff. I had a brother really into astral projection 
and um, and UFOs mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, my other sister was really into metaphysics and crystals and things of that nature. And then another one that was into meditation and um, ESP, which was the term back then. So I was honing my skills, tapping into it, strengthening the muscles. And um, as I... I, you know, I, I went to college, got into a corporate career of advertising sales and because that was like, you know, the path to follow and got to make money and, you <laughs> mm-hmm. know, support yourself. And, um, but always having animals around me and animals in my life and mm-hmm. dogs. And like I said, cats and, um, my ferret passed away when I was in college and I started to do sessions for people. Um, so I was doing intuitive sessions, reading tarot cards, um, on the side, sort of like in the closet with it. And it really started to escalate in advance. And I started to draw more and more people to me. And with that, people were coming to me with challenges with their animals and were like, can you maybe tune into my dog or my cat or horse? And I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. And it really took off. And the more I brought, um, people in, the more I brought more animals in and the, the animal communication really started to, uh, take over. And then the behavioral side of things, uh, behavior and training, I was finding a lot of times when I would tune into people with their animals, I'd feel like, okay, well, this is what's going on with your animal, but you just need a trainer. (laughs) Like, it's like, that's what's going on here. And so rather than referring people out to a trainer, I thought, well, why don't I learn animal behavior and training. And so that way I can offer that in my toolkit amongst other things. Mm -hmm. And so I got certified as a dog trainer. I went to the animal behavioral college. I, I, um, I was led to Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer who, um, I'm in Southern California Mm -hmm. and he has the dog psychology center here in Southern California. And I just Mm -hmm. felt like, well, he's like the ultimate animal communicator, I just literally felt guided, like I need to just connect with them. And so I, you know, took a workshop with him that led to me just, it changed everything. I started to um, assist. I became a weekend trainer at his ranch. Um, That escalated into me becoming the meditation director for his workshops, where he has people from all over the world come in several times a year for like five-day workshops um, that are focused on behavior and training, but there's also the energy side of things. You know, our energy affects our animals, Mm -hmm. and so I'm there to lead everybody through personal development exercises, energy work, uh, and meditation. So... Uh, so it kind of is just, you know, over the years has just turned into something where I'm helping people understand what their pets are thinking and feeling while also addressing any behavioral challenges they have, but really also looking at the human and how the, the human is affecting the animal and like, okay, well, your animal is, ha- this is what's happening with your animal, but let's look at you. What, you know, what are you contributing to this? So that's where my coaching kind of comes in. So, so yeah, it's been quite a, um, a fun journey. It amazes me how many, I was raised in a very small town. My mom was raised at the same property that my grandparents have lived in now for over 67 years. And we always had animals. We always had, I mean, I was always riding my bike in the country and picking up a frog on the side of the road and trying to make it my pet or cats. We did a lot of animal um, rescues. So, I mean, growing up, I thought it was normal, but uh, now looking back, I'm like, probably not so much. I mean, we had like 15 baby skunks at a time and raccoons and deer. So we did a lot of rehabilitation 
conversation with animals. And I always stay, and I always say it more and more, I prefer animals over people. That just seems mm-hmm. to be the running phrase now with so many that are struggling and suffering right now with everything the world's going through. But it's really important mm-hmm. to know that they feel our energy and they're very sensitive to what our energies are. And I yes. think it's incredible that bond. Um, I wish they would live forever, but unfortunately they don't. So when you have a new client that, like you said, may be completely new to this, they think, you know, I have no clue what I'm doing with my pet. Um, I feel a lot of times people are not connected. The bond is there, but they're not connected because they don't know how to communicate with their pet, mostly out of frustration of, you know, they're not doing what I ask or what I'm telling them to do. But I feel like they're leading us versus us leading them. So how does that work with new clients that may come to you like, this is my last resort. I have no clue what I'm doing. How do you guide them through that? So I'll first tell them to take a deep breath. <laughs> and because so often people are caught up in the past or the future. You know, they're, they're, they're caught up in the story, what has led them to this moment, really bringing the past to the moment or like trying to get to the future. How do we get to overcome this challenge, this behavior issue, this trauma, drama, but they're not in the moment and animals mm-hmm. live in the moment. You know, they're, they're present. They're not thinking about, there can be, you know, there can be imprints from things happening to them, mm-hmm. but they're still showing up in the moment, responding to the energy in the moment. And we humans are often, you know, we're led by our, our emotions or our intellect, we're in our head overthinking things, or we're feeling guilty or shameful or or stressed or excited or angry, uh, fearful. Um, but animals are primarily instinctual beings. And they can, they, you know, mm-hmm. they can be in their head and they can be in their heart and they can be spiritual, but they're primarily instinctual. So I'll say like, let's just connect in with your instincts, come into the moment, let go of what has happened and what is to come and really just show up in the moment, but be mindful of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that you are projecting and sharing. And so, you know, so often we're like Mm -hmm. passively reacting to life rather than like deliberately creating or proactively uh, with intention, creating and feeling what we desire and what we would like. So I'll, I'll often say, okay, let's take a breath and focus on what you would like, you know, what would you like to experience? How would you like them to feel and live? How would you like to Mm -hmm. feel? How would you all feel together? And then imagine that, like really visualize and feel that it's really like the process of manifestation, but that's the first step, having this clear intention, vision and feeling of it. So then you're kind of shifting your energy of focusing on what you don't want to what you do want, because Again, like showing up in the moment, you could be like my dog, let's say it's like my dog is reactive and um, lunging at everybody and is like nervous, anxious. So that human could be showing up like, you know, don't be nervous, don't be fearful, don't be reactive. But the, it's like that negative focus that there is. So the dog is like, all right, mm-hmm. I, you know, what are we doing? Where are we going? Who are we talking to? Oh, Right. I'm supposed, I'm getting these Mm -hmm. visions and feelings of me being reactive. Is that what I should do? Okay. Boom. I'm reactive or I'm nervous. Or so I'll say like, really take the reins 
and go to the opposite end of the pole of where you have been residing and the like the negative focus to the positive and start building that momentum. And it and it's a and I also tell people it's a process of shifting this, of turning like a big ship around, you know, um, in order to manage expectations because people need to recognize. You know, it's like building, learning anything or building a muscle, you know, you're not going to like, like build a bicep overnight by like one set of bicep curls, you know, you've got to commit and uh, like with anything, but starting with the vision and the intention uh, is, is where you can build the momentum and create what you desire. So, um, and, and also too, lastly, like letting them know, like, it's okay. Like you're allowed to feel this because what we resist persists. So people are always trying to like get out of this frame of mind or I need to shift this. And it's like, all right, let's just allow yourself to focus on this and feel it as a way of like diffusing it and release it so we can get it away, get it out of your system. And now let's focus on shifting this. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It was interesting because like I said, we're doing this whole entire week, amazing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of this week that this will be airing of healing. And I have an amazing guest prior. Um, Her name is Becca, intuitive healer. And it was amazing to me because I always try and advertise or promote the topics on social media because I love the feedback from people. It amazes me because the people you would probably not think would be interested or maybe just a little bit cautious of the topics we're speaking about are so almost hands-on of like, when is this dropping? I need more information. I want this. And it's incredible because when I did my podcast episode with her, um, we were done with the recording. We were just kind of sitting and just chit-chatting after. And she's like, I'm having this very strong person, an energy that's coming through to you. And it was weird because I just had my grandmother pass in June. Um, My grandmother did not know about my new little Frenchie. But there's a... um, an apron that was handed over and it was hers and it's hung just randomly on the hook above his food bowl. And it was very interesting because she's like, I'm getting a really strong energy that's coming through of like, your dog is going to change your life. And it's so interesting to me that how energies are connected and how they pass through, as long as you're open and you're accepting of maybe what might be out of the normal for you, but something is trying to reach you. There's energies that are trying to fulfill your life as long as you have an open mind. Do you have people with this that may just be like, you know, this is so far left field. I wasn't raised this way, but then come to you and like their lives are completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happens, um, quite a bit where people maybe are recommend, you know, I'm recommended to somebody because they are, uh, you know, it could be like an, I also connect with animals that are, that have passed, that have crossed over, Mm -hmm. that are in spirit in the afterlife. And, there've been people that have recommended to a friend or family member, you need to talk to Michael to, to just deal with the grief, the loss of a pet. And then I'll be in the session and they're kind of, you know, I don't know about this and this seems sort of odd, but I'm just so, you know, broken. And Mm -hmm. then something will come through. Messages will come through that are, um, healing and and often there will be there will be something that will be a, a confirmation or a validation uh something mm-hmm. could be something simple like a toy or a bed or a memory or a word or something like that but sometimes those things just come through t- as a validation confirmation and it shifts everything and 
Um, and you know, I, I know you know that I can feel that you know this, that our, our loved ones in all forms, human and animals and other are around us in spirit. You know, they're looking over mm-hmm. us, they're connecting with us and they're sending us signs and messages. And so when I share that with people as well, like, remember they're here with you. They're around, ask, ask for the signs. Um, I often will, you know, I, I'll enlighten them to that. And then mm-hmm. they'll be emailing me like, oh my God, <laughs> I, like, you know, after the session, I asked for this specific sign and then I woke up the next morning and this like, you know, toy of theirs was on the floor at the foot of my bed. And how was that even possible? And these like miraculous messages and experiences come through and it shifts everything. And it's, and I, you know, I just show up, I just am like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm here to serve, I'm here to help and be that voice, but, um, I'm always humbled and, um, inspired and grateful for helping people see and feel uh, spirit in new ways. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of um, postings. And like I said, I'll put your Instagram information in so people can follow along and just kind of stay up to date with you. You did a new video um, about meditation and setting a tone of just calm and peace with ourselves as owners, but also pets. What is your advice? Because in a world of chaos and distractions and our phones being with us 24 hours a day and us really not being able to learn correctly how to disconnect, how would you give advice with someone that maybe has never meditated before? They cannot shut that part of their brain off. They've tried every way possible, but they're sitting going, okay, my house is chaotic. My pet is telling me through their energy and just through their peace of mind, like I need to change the vibe and change the energy within my home. How do you teach people to shut their brain off? Because I feel like that's something that is beyond impossible these days. Yeah, it is. And I I hear that a lot. And I can relate because I'm a thinker. You know, I, I've always been somebody that's like analyzing and p- I pick up a lot. I'm noticing a lot of details is just in my DNA. So, mm-hmm. you know, m- many years ago, I faced these issues of like calming it down, (laughs) take it down a notch, downshift. And, um, and again, first of all, it's like setting the intention and, you know, we so often focus on the past and, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm this, the story, you know, like I'm this, I'm that I'm crazy. Everything's crazy. The world is crazy. And it's like, we just play the story over and over. So I'll say, okay, again, breath, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. take a breath (laughs) and focus on what would it be like to be able to meditate every day? You know, first to like, just imagine that, like, wouldn't it be nice if I had five minutes, 10 minutes, just starting small, like just five minutes, 10 minutes to just disappear and tune Mm -hmm. out and connect. I'll often say, um, you know, specifically like to drill it down, even if you have to disappear into a bathroom or into your car or wherever you can just get away for five minutes, focusing on your breath. And so often we, and I experience this too, breathing shallowly, we breathe shallow and don't even realize it. And so, you know, just taking a big, deep inhale through the nose and, and then exhaling through the mouth and then focusing on your breath. When we focus on one thing, it'll calm the monkey mind. So just mm-hmm. using the, the breath as something to focus on and counting to four as you inhale through the nose, holding it for two, and then mm-hmm. exhaling, counting to four or to six. Everybody has a different rhythm and speed. So I'm always kind of like four, six, you know, find the numbers that work for you, but just count 
focus on your breath. Just breathe in, folk counting and focusing and breathe out. And doing that, it like, again, focusing on one thing like that will diffuse all of the other thoughts, feelings, and emotions that are around in your, in your brain that are kind of eating away at you. And also I'll say too, if you keep feeling like these thoughts keep popping up, I'll say, imagine taking that thought or feeling and putting it in a bubble or on mm-hmm. a cloud and just see it floating away into the atmosphere and come back to your breath. And cause again, like I said, what we resist persists. So just see it, feel it, identify it, recognize it, and then release it and come back to your breath. And each time a thought comes up, it's okay. It's a process, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> but just like committing to it too, you know, um, committing like to a, a, a month of just setting an intention of a few minutes a day, starting like five mm-hmm. minutes, maybe 10 minutes um, to fit it in is really, really powerful. And of course, putting music on or putting something, you know, on your ears to like block out everything is great too, to just sort of set a tone, a frequency and a vibration um, mm-hmm. that shifts your energy. And this could be just any kind of like, you know, moody meditation music you find on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, but that's just going to relax you. And then you focus on your breath and you count. Um, it can be challenging to meditate without music or, or sound, mm-hmm. or it could be running water or, you know, um, the wind or rain that nature sounds can be grounding, but, uh, but meditation I feel like is so key and so important. And, uh, and so often people have an intention of like, oh, I should do that, but they never do. So I'm always like, mm-hmm. do it. Now's the time. <laughs> if there was, was never mm-hmm. a time in, you know, our culture and history to do it now is the time. (laughs) Exactly. I have many listeners that follow around the world. We're in Norway. Um, I did an episode with a canine handler for search and rescue. Um, We have another very well-known person on TikTok of all places. You might know him as Canine Cash. Um, His handler is coming on with us as well. And we have a lot of veterans that have service animals that really feel that bond and that connection almost immediately. So for any listeners that may want to book a session with you, work with you, is that something you work with as well is with service animals? Is that something you have experience with? Um, Well, are you saying like in the hands-on like training service animals? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I don't work in that capacity. I'm more, mm-hmm. I work more now in this, uh, this point in my career, um, the uh, intuitive energetic side, as well as um, behavior suggestions, training suggestions, energy guidance. Um, and it's really more about the human, like taking care of your own energy. I often say like on the uh, airplanes, when the flight attendant says, put the mask on yourself before you put it on your child, really Mm -hmm. like managing your energy, being mindful of your energy, uh, how to read your animals, understand your animals, how to intuitively communicate and connect with your animals. Um, And then I will come in and we'll say like, you know, here's some leash work handling to be mindful of, or maybe it's time to give your dog a job or, uh, you know, your, your, um, your dog maybe needs some companionship or I'll go into some specifics like that, but, um, I'm no longer doing like board and trains or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things of that nature, like, um, taking dogs in or, or in service kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody possibly with a service animal that is fully trained, but they want to maybe bond deeper with this animal and they just feel like 
because it amazes me to see, especially with our veteran community, when they have service animals and they're being pushed in a world of pharmaceutical prescriptions and try this and try that. The one thing that really truly works for them is to have a companion, is to have a service animal. And it's incredible to me the energies that they are able to feed off of their handler of if they're having a bad day, if they're having maybe a medical episode or something that's happening. Um, I do have a veteran that reached out and was like, you know, I just feel like I want to know what my dog is thinking or what my dog is feeling. I'm connected, but I feel like there's this final pathway that just needs, I need to be redirected. So I think with so many people, especially with looking at your social media and seeing what you do, it's There's no right or wrong answer. It's how your energies are and how in tune you are and how open-minded you are. Totally. Yes. And, and using that, that, uh, person as an example, yeah, like I, that would be a, a, a situation where I would help that veteran, uh, really understand and, and confirm what their, their, their dog is thinking and feeling because too, you know, so often we can be so far in the forest to really see the trees. We're like, it's hard to feel objective when it's our own animals. And so Mm -hmm. often people will come to me and they'll say like, I just feel like I'm blocked or I'm not getting it. Or I don't, I I feel like there are blind spots here. And so I'll come in and bring the energy out of the shadows into the light and, and confirm or validate and encourage the human. Like, yeah, you are getting it. You are picking up the, the signs, the messages telepathically, intuitively, and energetically. And, and, um, and, and yeah, keep it up. And here are some new ways that you can hone that or, mm-hmm. or in, based on my knowledge and experience, but also what I'm getting from the animal, you know, the animal's telling me that like, when you two are, uh, you know, running, let's say like you guys go for runs and when you're running, there's, there's something about your energy that elevates vibrationally and you're really in alignment and it's in that moment where you have like a really clear connection and so Mm -hmm. recognize the clear connection of communication in that moment because that's what the dog is telling me and that's where there could be potential gold in um where you are trying to understand at a deeper level so then that person could go running hypothetically Mm -hmm. and they're in the zone this moment and all of a sudden they're like there could be a breakthrough and they're feeling like they're getting these downloads from their dog like never before. That kind of stuff happens okay. all the time in my work. Um, so that's how I would work, you know, again, hypothetically with like a service animal and their, their human. I always, when I'm scrolling through and I always see your videos or different things that you post, it's always, I feel this, you are the open link to opening that creative side of your brain. And I feel like now so many people are looking for other options, other alternatives, other answers from what we were raised in this very traditional way of thinking. So that's why I've done this whole week of healing to open everyone's minds as a listener, just because the way that you are continuing your routine or your schedule may work. There's always something else that could add positivity to your life and a new form of energy. So I'm always trying to get listeners to come up with ideas outside of the box, outside of their brain and outside of their normal. So with your day-to-day and with what you do, how does this apply with your life? Because I saw when we started, you had a little cat that peeked around and came up right in front of you. So how does this work with your animals? Is it something that like comes naturally or is it something that you as a professional have to work out as well? Uh I, well, you know, of course, like, like I said before, like with our own animals, we can, we're so emotionally attached 
that that can be confusing. Like, am I reading this correctly? Um, and so I'm always aware of that. Like I, I've learned how to, you know, through my work and experience and trial and error, <laughs> I've learned how to like, um, be objectively aware, you know, how to sort of like, almost like step out of myself and object objectively assess and evaluate and read the situation instinctually. So detaching from, you know, getting out of my head, getting out of my heart, really connecting in with my solar plexus, my intuition, my gut feelings, and, and kind of reading the situation from that perspective. And I, you know, you mentioned creativity and uh, that's a huge part of what I encourage and promote and, and hope to inspire in people. But in that creativity, it's imagination, you know, visualization mm -hmm. and imagination. And I will literally imagine myself almost like pulling out of my body and reading the situation, like almost overlooking me with my cat or my dog or, um, and, uh, and also too, again, meditation, a lot of time, if I'm running into a challenge, with one of my um, animals, I've got three dogs and four cats. Um, <laughs> I will go into a meditation, like, all right, I'll just, you know, ground and center myself, take some deep breaths, relax myself, and then tune in to my innermost self, to my um, higher guidance, my team of angels and guides and animal spirit guides. Um, many of them that were previous pets of mine that are in spirit and ask for their guidance and help. Uh, sort of like a whole team that I can tune into like, okay, well, you know, what does everybody else think on this? Cause I'm feeling like this is not working out correctly or whatever, you know, whatever the case <laughs> may be. And then I'll get these downloads, you know, like, no, you're right on, or you need to, uh, approach it from this different perspective. And so I will, um, I will encourage people to, uh, be imaginative and creative that way. You know, like imagine mm -hmm. you've got your, uh, team of spirit guys. Maybe you just, maybe you're seeing owls all the time, or, you know, there's a certain squirrel that you're always seeing call upon the spirit of that squirrel. If you, that resonates mm -hmm. with you, what does the squirrel say? You know, it can be, mm -hmm. And for some people, that's like fun and whimsical and interesting and helpful. And others are like, oh, I don't know about that. Everybody's different. And like you said, there's no right or wrong in so many of these um, methods and modalities. But being knowing that there are options uh, and that you have um, different ways and different energies to tune into and tap into all around, that can really help uh, shift knowledge, awareness, and um, an under understanding. Mm -hmm. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing this with us. If you're interested, make sure to check out all of his information in the bio, uh, virtual classes, pet meditations, pet sessions, and just send a message. I always suggest you never know something works or doesn't work unless you try have an open mind and be accepting that maybe this is just one little piece of the chapter of your life that you need to have and be brought in. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to find other ways of guidance from things that you would never expect. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing your amazing gift with us. And I cannot wait to see the listeners not only listen, but interact with this, especially to not only possibly reach out to you for any form of session that they need, but also see how much your gift can actually change their household and maybe the rest of their lives. Oh, thanks so much for having me. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate it. This is Little signing off. Thank you for listening. I'll see you for the next episode. And thank you so much to all of our sponsors. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on your favorite platform. And interact with the podcast Facebook as well as on Instagram at littlecute1az. We'll see you next time.